This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. You're listening to FP Interviews. In-depth conversations with interesting people. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Hello there, football fans. Welcome to Footy Prime Interviews. Sharman here, Brennan here, Forrest here, Wong is here as well. And over the past few weeks and months, uh, today's guest's name has come up several times in this podcast. So we thought, let's get him on, shall we? He played for Millwall, QPR, Yeovil, has since coached the QPR, Millwall, Chicago Fire, had a stint in the Bahamas, had 17 caps for Canada, as a teammate, I should add, with, with Craig and Jimmy. We welcome Mark Burcham to Footy Prime. Birch, how you doing, mate? I'm good. Thanks, chap. Thanks for having me on. I've got to come on here and keep, clear a few things up. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, you know, some listeners might say, Birch, that um, he doesn't sound very Canadian. But he's got 17 caps for it for his yeah. country. Now, football fans here know exactly who you are. But we've got a few newbies on this podcast. Um, um, they'd be right. You don't sound very Canadian. But how did that happen? No, I don't sound Canadian. So I've got no any sort of strong DNA in me that is Canadian. So that's why I probably don't sound Canadian. My granddad, my granddad was born out there and lived there about a year. And I managed to qualify for that. <laughs> we don't usually benefit in Canada from, you know, a situation like yours, Mark. And, you know, back in those days, we certainly were looking for, you know, anybody willing or anybody eligible to play. And all of a sudden you show up on the scene and it was unbelievable. You score a goal in Northern Ireland. You hadn't even stepped foot in Canada yet. And you're running off kissing the badge. I was laughing. <laughs> playing in Belfast I am killing myself he's kissing the badge and doing the national anthem before I, I don't think I could stop laughing during that either that, that was a killer for me was standing beside him and listening to him sing the national anthem <laughs> and he was singing it so loud I was crying I don't know who it was it might have been DeVos or it might have been Story they like said about me singing it it's a bit disrespectful so that's the worst thing you could say to me uh, that wouldn't have been Story no, it must have been the book. I was just trying to be nice and throw someone else under the bus. But, uh, so, yeah, mentioned because I could I take it more seriously with it. So I'm like a kid that way, wet paint, don't touch. So I went extra loud, probably in the wrong tone, either shouting that, singing it down Jimmy's ear or Pesh, who was trying to be serious and look at the flag. And, but, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I got called up for Canada, so I got called up for Wales. 
uh, they were playing Belgium, and I was just trying to black a cat. I knew my granddad was always born in Winnipeg, but on their way back, their first port of call was in Wales, and they thought they registered their birth there. But it was literally the day before I was meant to meet up with the squad. They said, no, we've done our research. Your granddad is Canadian. He was born, born in Canada. And that, I think either that game, we played Plymouth or Fulham when Pesh was there. And Les Wilson was over and it was in the press over here that he was born in Canada. Like, do you want to come play for us? Like, I went, pure Canadian. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> So, so they, they approached you first. You weren't like, you know, just figuring out where you can play. You didn't have people working behind the scenes. They actually figured no, out themselves. Nothing. In them days, I could, could have probably played for Ireland, but no, nah, I thought, yeah, kid, Canada is something different. We'll give it a go. No, no, <laughs> and what, and what a great decision. What a great decision because now it's always in my heart. Ben Johnson's innocent. Holger <laughs> Osiak, uh, he uh, he was a different, <laughs> different manager, and and obviously he didn't take to you very well. And yeah, but um, he did, and he didn't. It was like a love hate because I played yeah. I played every game I was fit, and then there was a bit of a problem just for the Confederation Cup. But it was a love hate with me and Jimmy. To be fair with Holger, and I think he hated me more because I was English, and I think he couldn't let that one go. But yeah, no, it was uh, when. <laughs> Because I broke my ankle, and then to be fair, he helped me with that. He sent me to Germany to Muller Wolfart to try and get back for that for the for the Gold Cup, and it was a love hate with him. And it was before we played Egypt away before the Confederation Cup. I played with food poisoning with Mill. I was really bad the day before we played Cambridge, and we won five one. And just at the end of the game, I sort of twigged my calf, and I tried to let him know. I'm not fully fit, but I think he thought I was trying to pull out of it because we had two games to be champions. So we went, went over to Egypt. Jim, you was on that one, was you? Was you on that trip? <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, there. So, yeah, I got food poisoning the night before the game because I ordered it. The <laughs> <laughs> Egypt one, he trained us like two and a half hours before in the heat, mm-hmm. the day before. And I was trying to blag my calf and get through it. And it was hanging. And then, what well, we started the game and they were battering us. It was like I had 20 players. And then I couldn't really run with my calf and I got subbed after 30 minutes. And I'll never forget Dasso. Dasso was laughing because the number, he went, oh, you're coming off. I went, I don't know what you're laughing about, mate. You're going to be joining me in about 10 minutes. And he, he did. Dasso got bought off. So, so ever from then, like me and Holger had gone. But plus... I think he knew that I knew he was fucking useless. Let's be honest. He was crap. So he was bluffing. And then we went to Confederation. Well, before we can talk about before Confederation Cap, one of the best cameras I've ever been in. Really, it was just a running camp for anyone who's ever been to England or played in England. He was getting it out on us. Do you remember that? He just brought us in for a week before everyone. But anyway, we talk about that. I go to the Confederation Cup. And we played that friendly, didn't we, before? And I've never had a calf injury before, but we played that friendly. I think Jimmy was playing in the second half, but he was sunbathing in the first half on the side of the pitch. But we played that friendly, and I knew he weren't having me. And then there was one time I had a pass, and as I hit the pass, I looked over at Holger and winked at him because I put someone through and I had a shot of winked at him. I went, do you see that? Weren't having it one little bit. (laughs) 
because he kept because he always called me Gaza to me. Oh, you're Gaza, which for me, my idol, love it. But I think for Germans, it's a joke of a footballer. So I used to give it, yeah, brilliant, Gaza. No, it's shit. Gaza's shit. No. <laughs> and I used to give it, I'm better than Beckenbauer. He's better than Matthias. Much better player. And he'd go, no, no. Beckenbauer is the best player in the world. Anyway, so that was that game. And my calf, pulled my calf again in that game. So who's the masseuse? Gunter. Is it Gunter that is, is physio, the masseuse? That's so right. the next day, he's rubbing it. He's all... You're out. You're not being out of play. I'm like, no, I'll be all right. Give it a couple of days. No, you're injured. So I don't know if Ogre's told him to be injured. So then I went to him and said, my calf's all right. It's just a little strain. It'd be fine. And he was like, no, you're out. But then the first trip to the first game, we didn't play Japan. Yeah, it was the first game. And there was no music on the coach, no nothing. I could see all the lads were shitting themselves. So I played, I, put, I think I put Backstreet Boys on R. Kelly and we had a little sing along. And I could tell he's real. And he hated people whistling. Because he said, oh, people whistling means you're the sink, is, is, the sink, uh, whatever it was. I can't believe it. It was something about a submarine and in Germany. Who knows? It's bad luck. So every time he looked at me, I just whistled. So he is fuming. I, I know I can't come on anyway for, the, for that game because of my calf. But as I come off, he said to me, you're a joke. You're a joke. So my head's gone. My head has gone. I remember all the lads went in there. I went, I went on the pitch. And <laughs> for all the people in the world he should be having a conversation with, it's Arsene Wenger on the pitch. Against right. Japan. And I'm fuming. I'm, I'm like, I'm fucking, that ain't a fucking joke. Look at it. I'm giving it. Like, he's made all them lads nervous. I'm not having it. So I went up to him. And I excuse me, Arson, I need a word here. And I went to, where do you fucking talk about? I ain't a fucking joke. Who are you talking to? Which, looking back, I probably shouldn't have done. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a, a quick exchange of words. And I think I told him to fuck off. And that was the end of my Canadian career. But would I change it? Probably wouldn't have done it in front of Arson Wenger, looking back on it. But, yeah, <laughs> Didn't your parents go out to Japan too? No, no, my dad, I paid for my dad to go because you used to get, remember, you used to get the check, but I didn't have a Canadian bank account. So I just said, no, I'll just pay for my dad to go out there. So he was out there and he was quite happy. He got a couple of weeks away from mum. So weren't all bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that was the end of it. Uh, and I probably was maybe fit for the last game against Cameroon, but he wouldn't bring me on. Don't know why. Probably because I called him a dick in front of Arsene Wenger, but. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have done the same if I was in. Hey, Bertie, <laughs> I, re- I remember. I remember you and me. We get off the bus at the pyramids, and he says, oh, "Right." He goes, "Listen." He goes, "We're going to go there. You look at the pyramids, have a couple of pictures, then we're leaving. Nothing else. Nobody do anything stupid. Don't get on the camels. <laughs> this and the next thing. Well, don't doesn't me and Bertie go around the side of the." the, the the pyramid, and we come around the front on these two big camels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. I'm so a well. little bit in a pyramid. When I say a bit, it was a brick, wasn't it? You mixed the pyramid. He was trying yeah, to I take one of those. Yeah, I thought, yeah. No, we were just enjoying life. That was the thing. That we, you know, all, all the pressures of play, play, playing at home. And I think that's why it was so good with the team because 
it was like a team spirit. It had nothing to do with the management because he was awful. I remember we had to sneak out to do extra set plays because he didn't believe in them. All he cared about was crossing and finishing, running the length of the pitch and playing 3v3 on half a pitch. There was just, it was poor, but we made it so enjoyable. You're like shattering the the Canadian soccer opinion on Hogger Oshik right now, Bershi, because, you know, he, he won a trophy and people revere him and they worship thing. him. Yeah, but that's the worst thing. The players won the trophy. No, to be fair, he picked the team out the hat. Well done, Hogger. Woo! <laughs> Great coaching. Lucky you got your... But, no, but I was surprised that like he needs a couple of jobs off the back of it. Was it Japan, Australia? No, I'm, yeah. I'm not joking. I'm not a bitter man. If I play for people I don't get on with, I will say well done. I can't believe it. It goes against everything in football that he's done well. And he took Australia to the World Cup. That's Well, technically, they're already there. Right. They? They've, just, they've just got to win one game against New Zealand. They qualify, but they've gone into Asia now. So, But Holger, I just, I just don't. One thing, what do we play? Three, five, two. But that was something a little bit different. But well, Virtue, you've been in just about everywhere. You're hard to track down. I mean, you were Chicago. Where were you doing some stuff in Arizona? Then I saw you're in Florida. Then you're I hear you're Bahamas technical director. And then next thing you know, I hear you you're, uh, you're being charged uh, aggravate, aggravated battery with a an, uh, with a weapon. Uh, which whoa, happened whoa, to be whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Don't downgrade it. It was ABH, GBH, attack with, uh, uh, attack with a deadly weapon, looking to maim with a de- deadly weapon, aggravated battery, aggravated assault. So <laughs> get it right, Greg. So, right. so that would be a prison Don't sentence. If you, that would be a prison sentence, wouldn't it, Bertie? I, I was looking at 15 years. Well, that would have been a good one. That's, that's the proper one, yeah. So, so what happened? What was the truth maybe there, Bertie? What happened? Maybe for me, it would have been a good one, not for me. Holger would have come to visit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, was, yeah, it was, do you know what? It was just, I look back now, it was comical. But at the time, it's the, US, the USA justice system is not the greatest. I'll be honest. No, I, was, so I was technical director of the Bahamas. The island got locked down. So I went to stay with my friend in Tampa, which I thought was going to be two, three weeks. And it ended up being three months. And then at the end of it, uh, the three months, I managed, I managed to get a flight home then. Um, my good friend, Cole, that I was staying with him and his fiance, I took him. I went, come on, let's take you out for dinner. To say thank you for me staying with you. I'm going back tomorrow. So I took him out to this nice restaurant. All lovely. Like, really nothing, just at the end of the night, some some bloke come up and started saying, oh, yeah, I'm an ex-Marine and I can kill with my bare hands. I think I was actually on the phone. So I, he just went, yeah, and I, and I can fucking kill you. And I just looked up, he's pointing at me. I went, what, me, mate? And he went, yeah, I could kill you. Oh, and I gave it, oh, I don't need another lunatic on me. I was going, but mate, leave me out. I'm flying home tomorrow. And then he just went, I'll make sure you ain't. And he just started like strangling me. It's, it's a nice restaurant as well. So I literally got up and I said, someone get him off. No, wait, someone get him off me because it was quite <laughs> time. And then, and then the bar staff jumped over, got him out. And as he's walking out, he's going, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to walk outside. I'm going to kill you. And then he's all gone away. And I've never met the geezer. I, 
don't know if I might have slept with his wife, but I didn't. I ain't been there long enough. But yeah, it was just surreal. And it, my, my mate's wife is top five violinists in the world. She comes from a wealthy background. She don't know what's going on. It's, I've never met this bloke in my life. And we said, look, let's leave it 45 minutes because we was only living across the road. And we walk out. And then we left it 45 minutes, walked out. He come over, said he was going to attack again. So I've been stabbed a couple of times. So you don't wait for it to happen, really. So I've been stabbed a few times. So I mobilised him with one strike. And he he fell into the bush. And it was just like, brilliant. He's like, head first in the bush. Let's go home. We walked home. Well, it was like they was coming for El Chapo at about three in the morning. Swapped him, <laughs> ball kicked in, handcuffed in both rooms. And we all gave our statements. And then the police are giving it out. Look, there's no way you can have them statements the same if it's not the truth. You ain't had time to collaborate, blah, blah, blah. Then there's always one policeman who's just, he was just, he just wanted a fight, I think, or arrest someone just angry. It come through on his radio, uh, the, the blokes uh, broke his jaw, no teeth, and he's got a number of lacerations on his face. And it turned out someone heard he had a glass in his hand. So when I immobilised him, the glass has dropped and it smashed. And he's, well, he's worked it out, I've glassed him, because lacerations, not knowing that lacerations is the scratches from the bush. So they took me in and charged me. And that's the way, if it was in England... I don't know if it's like that in Canada, what would happen that you both get sort of arrested, they look at the evidence, they would find out it was him, and then they charge him. But no, in America they charge one. And before you know it, I mean maximum, I mean proper maximum security as well. And I can go on it. I'll, I'll tell you about it because it's funny. Uh, this is during the height of COVID as well. Because uh, all the police kept saying, you'll be all right, you'll get, no, you'll get done for self-defense, you'll get off it. Fast forward an hour, I'm in the I'm in the orange jumpsuit with the worst picture ever. If you look at the picture, I could get it off in there, but I find it quite funny because I've Florida State is renowned for its mugshots. And I've not slept for like 37 hours. Um they must have just waited for me to rest my head. They've got me in there. They took their photo of me and my mugshot and they're like, Oh, can you open your eyes? We need to make sure we get the colour of the eyes there. So if you go open your eyes. You do that. So when I looked at my mic, I thought, this crackhead is guilty. Whatever's going on, look, brilliant. It's amazing. <laughs> like, guilty, guilty. Straight away, just looking at the picture, guilty. So we went through, and when you're in there, so they take you to the welfare officer, and I sit down, and she starts talking, and she's giving it, uh, just going through Polaris jail rape protocol, and I'm like, did she say rape? She said rape. <laughs> and then just going on, we don't, uh, we don't, we just don't discriminate against rape. We don't have rape. If you get raped, this is the, this is what you got to do. So after I hear rape for about the fifth time, I've gone giving it what is going on. And she's like, you got any questions? And I was like, how many people get raped in here? <laughs> and she's like, not many. I mean, not many. You've got a protocol. For it, and you're telling me about it before I've gone in there. And I said, Look, if you look at McDonald's and people slip over and have an accident, about hundreds got to happen before you have a protocol. 
went, it's private and confidential, I can't tell you that. And she just out to left. What is going on here? And then so you go through in six and then they put you through to the hold it. I don't know what's going on here. I keep getting told I'm getting off of it. It's all purely self-defense. So the other five prisoners get away in nice little handcuffs, they're going away, and I'm sitting there. And then so I go to the car, boss man, what's happening with me? Where am I going? And he just said, he started laughing, pointed behind me. It was like them's coming for Hannibal Lecter. So now I'm chained up, got the belt on, feet chained, and I'm going into the armoured vehicle. So as we're in the armoured vehicle, the guard's sitting next to me. I'm like, mate, what's happening? Why, where am I going? He's going, you're going maximum security. And I went, why? He went, the charges you're on. I went, what charges? So we went through it, ABHG, ABHG, attack with a deadly weapon, looking to main with a dead. So me, supposedly trying to glass him, it was never in there. That's as good as trying to stab him. So then we go through, and then I'm in maximum security, so they give you a toothbrush, shower gel, and I'm like, mate, I ain't fucking using this. You don't need to give me that. I ain't going nowhere near a shower. So he's like, Bertram, you're in cell B. And then when I went in cell B, it's just a typical cell. So there's one, two, three double bunk beds, a sink and a toilet. And everything is, is fully loaded. There's a bottom bunk there, so I'll go in the bottom bunk. And they, they, they've told me, you'll be in court in the morning, it will get settled, you're getting out. So I just get all my covers, my towel and all that, put it in a pillow, and I just pull my sheet up, and I swear to God, I just close my eyes, and I get, yo, you give me your sheet. Well, if you've seen Horrible Bosses, he's a spit of motherfucker Jones, like Jamie Foxx. He's either that, he's either a gangbanger because he had tears on his face, or he's a black pirate because he had the pirate beard. And I'm looking at him and going, oh, I was like, mate, leave me alone. I've had a bad night. I don't want to go into it. But I know I'm innocent. I know everyone's innocent. Oh, leave me alone. Like, Yo, bitch, give me a sheet. I'm cold. And I was like, oh. so in my head, I'm up for all these violent charges. Now he's trying to bitch me in the cell. I've got to give him the sheet. So I thought, oh, I just want to fly him tomorrow. Give him a sheet. And I just couldn't let go. I couldn't let go. And like, we're having a little tug. And I said, oh, fuck it, bang, hit him on the floor. And so, like, he's trying to bite me. I'm hitting him. Well, it's like the prison's gone mental because there's nothing. They're all banging, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guards come in, give us extra kickings. And as they're dragging him out, he's giving it, white boy, I'm going to kill you in the morning. I'm going to kill you. You're dead as he's getting dragged out. So I lay on my bum, and I just think, Probably could have handled that better. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I managed to go to sleep, and then I wake up, and the door's open. So he's coming at me. I'm looking at his hand. Has he got anything? Are we fighting? So I think, fuck it. I've got, I've got to go for him. So then it comes in, and then the other prisoner spit up. No, 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 no. And he's like, no, no, no. It's a test. Like, if you give me a sheet, you give me a lunch, you give me a dinner, you come with me. It's no problem. So He's my mate now, Mitch. Well, he was when I was in there, old Mitch. Uh, so then they, so then they said, Bertram, you're in court. So I'm like, yeah, I'm getting out. Yes. So go down to court, down, down, down. It takes about an hour and a half. We get into court. And so the judges, prison officers judge, and she starts reading 
the, the statement of what I've done. And she went, oh, attack him with a glass, attack him with a deadly weapon. I'm like, no, no, I didn't do it. I didn't use the glass. There's no glass involved. Please don't talk about that here. That's got nothing to do with it. And I'm like, it's got a fair bit to do with it. That's why I'm in it. I've not done it. It's a bit of a smoking gun, that. She went, please don't talk anymore. Read all the charges down. And she went, look, Mr. Burcham, if found guilty, you're looking at 15 years in maximum security. I'll set it at 50 grand. Take him away. Now, I've been told all along I'm getting away with self-defense, which it is. Take me away, take me back upstairs. So I say to my mate Mitch now, look, well, 50 grand. He's like, ah, that's a lot. Like, it's the highest in there. And then eh, 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 we get locked down. So I say to him, I've got to use the phone. I've got to do, like, I don't know nothing about that in England. So how am I going to get 50 grand bow? And so he's saying, oh, well, you've got to ring a bow bonds. The phones are outside the cell. And I said to him, so when can we use the phones? Oh, we're let out again about nine o'clock. So now it's about to, wait, what? Oh, no, we only get two, three hours outside the cell. We're serious, dangerous felons. We're not allowed out with the others. So I was just sitting there. So then when we get out there, so I was stuck because you only have one local call and you can only call. So the only two numbers I know off the top of my head are my dad and brothers in England. And you can only make a call if you know your credit card number. Well, I'm lucky if I remember a kid's birthday, let alone a credit card number. So you're stuck. And I didn't have a call. So I was stuck there. And luckily, luckily, the only thing that happened, the Daily Mirror over here, the paper printed, because aggravated battery, you could attack a pregnant woman. They reported that I attacked a pregnant woman with a deadly weapon in the early hours of the morning, and I was going to be serving 15 years in prison. And it named the prison. So all my family couldn't get hold of me because they thought I was on the plane flying home. But then they'd read in the paper that I'd done that. So I could have sued them later on, but you couldn't sue the paper because the way they write it, it said allegedly. Right. So they only have to put that word allegedly and they put it in like a smaller font and people don't read that because it's sensational news. They just read, oh, he's attacked a pregnant woman. So luckily my brother rang it and he, he managed to post foul. So I spent just under 48 hours in there. So it was a great experience. And so but I didn't know nothing about it. So when I come out and I get my phone back and turn messages galore and the first one that come up on the screen lock was my ex-wife giving it you fucking idiot how am I going to get my money if you're all going away for 15 years (laughs) (laughs) so I text back cheers babe thank you thanks for the support (laughs) I'm disappointed I'm out now I'm innocent but yeah you can still get your money Mark I just there's one thing that I I missed out on the story um when did the anal raping with you and Mitch start? Yeah, I know. Well, I never did. went down that way. I think if I, but to be fair, there's not much else to do it. Oh, no, that was good as well because uh, there's not much else to do so they get bored. But they was, all, they was all sniffing instant coffee. So if you got a if you got a tub, you can earn a lot of money in there. But yeah, they was all sniffing instant coffee and you get you get one movie a day in there. So I was thinking, they was all looking forward to it. And you so you've got a barge, you've got a little TV up there that's about as big as an iPad, and all sitting down behind their bars waiting for it to come on. Nothing else to do. And you're thinking, okay. So the film can't have any sex violence, drugs. So I'm, and I'm quite intrigued what film they're going to put on. Shawshank? Harry Potter 1. <laughs> 
right? So Harry Potter, I'm first one disappointed because I've seen it so many times with the kids. But then it's on. So I get, yo, London, yo, London, it's your boy Harry. It's your boy Harry. <laughs> oh, mate, yeah, get over it. I'm going to fuck him in the air. I'm going to fuck your boy Harry up. <laughs> I don't know. He's not even fucking real. Do what you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to end the chat now. What are they going to do to Harry Potter? So if Daniel Ratcliffe ever gets arrested in my life, <laughs> he's banging it. <laughs> <laughs> don't sell with Mitch Daniel oh, don't sell with Mitch no he was in so he told me that, well the good thing as well they thought I was a lunatic because when you're down in the cell you, you on the bunks you got your rap sheet what you're in there for so I look mental I've got the biggest bow in there I'm up for 15 years so they're all talking about it and then like have you done much time in prison I've not oh, it's my first time in the States I've done a bit of bird in England you know what I mean I've done about 20 years <laughs> so and then Mitch I'm like Mitch what are you in here for so I look at his oh the police are racist yeah 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 they're racist yeah. what are you in here for yeah I'm going to get off of it but what he was in there for he's battered his wife and, and the wife's auntie and he's walked out with two meat cleavers saying to the police it's a suicide date motherfuckers are going to die. So it's quoted. It's in there. So I'm giving Mitch. Like, what are you getting away with? Well, they said I was threatening and my threatening behaviour. In my head, the meat cleavers ain't very welcoming. <laughs> he went, look, I said suicide day. So I weren't threatening then. I was going to kill myself. And I said it when I was walking backwards from them. And so straight away, yeah, Mitch, definitely getting off with that. Right, I'm going to stay away from this fellow again. He is mental. He's mental. Did Mitch get off? My boy, Mitch. Did he get off? Uh, I don't, don't. I didn't get his Facebook status. So <laughs> <laughs> in the end, in the end, you got your everything dismissed. In the end, you walked. Yeah, I can, but again, with the legal system in America, because uh, the English press uh, printed it. I, had to, I could have waited for them to deal with it and it all got thrown out because whoever attacked me got arrested the two days afterwards and then he was getting charged. But I had to squash it as quickly as possible. So I, I could have left it six months and they would have done it out. But all in all, it cost me about 20, 25 grand for being completely innocent. But there's people in there that have got their bow set at $200 and they can't afford it. So they stay in there till. Their trial is just a massive money-making scheme, and you lose 10% of it as well. Even when you post them, well, you lose 10%. So, yeah, I still own it to my brother. Jesus yeah. Christ. That's that's maybe, I mean, we have some pretty good stories in this podcast. That might be the, the most disturbing yeah, story. It's, it's not bad. It goes down if I want to do an autobiography. And I could be an affiliate to the Money, Power, Respect gang in Tampa as well through Mitch in Pouch for me. That'd be good. Virtue, you They're affiliated with the Crips as well, so... <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm blue. I'm blue all the way. I'm blue. <laughs> <laughs> Virtue, you ended up in uh, in Ireland not that long ago at Waterford. Oh, yeah, back to the football. Back to the football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, talk, well, well, okay, well, football for a bit, and then obviously yeah. uh, what what actually happened at Waterford as well, because you you took him over. He did really well, and uh, there were some incidents there. And I think the owner wanted you to play his son, and uh, it just seemed to fall apart from there. What was the uh, was yeah, the story? Well, the, the start, I sort of signed a bit of an NDA, but I can talk about uh, 
nah, fuck it, I'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, so I went to Ireland. The old, the old owner, Lee Power, I played with at Millwall. He was selling it. They were bottom of the league. They played 15 games. They had six points. So, so yeah, there was more cut adrift. I was only going over there for six weeks to study the student. The new owners brought it. So went over there. And so the next 15 games, I think we got 30 points. So we were 36 points. Done really well. It was going really well in the semi-final of the Cup, at the FA Cup. But yeah, at the end, it's weird. It was a, we managed to get into the playoff to stay up. And then a few days before, I fell out with the owner. I sort of go into it. He, 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 some place for the club. His other son was going to sign for the club. And yeah, in other words, we decided it was best not to carry on. Stax knows the real story. You can tell you off camera, but yeah, really disagreement. I didn't think. What he was saying was right, so yeah, I left. Both right. did, so they didn't get relegated. But um, it was, you know, League of Ireland, it's a good standard. Jimmy knows a bit of it in doing his pro licenses over there, and pretend he's about as Irish as I'm Canadian, so he likes to claim that one. Uh, <laughs> so, so, no, so really good experience. So, are you obviously you're still looking to get back into football in Saint Yeah, I've got. Uh, I should have left it a couple of weeks and come back on, but yeah, I've got a few things in the pipeline. Hopefully. It'd, it'd be announced in a week or so. But we'll yeah, get you back on. We'll get you back on because we need yeah. more than, than 45 minutes with you, apparently. Hopefully in a couple of weeks, I'll be able to talk about it in some All right. things. Be be Is it, will it be the Florida State Prison Team? <laughs> no, Mean Machine. I, I've got <laughs> Vinny and Tamma coming over. We're starting a new one. Actually, with, with, with that... With, with the issue in the States, the legal issues, would that prevent you from working in the States? Or is that now no, no, gone? No, no, I still got, I'll just get, I'll just get put in the back room every time I put my fingerprints out. Because that's the thing, like, totally innocent, but as soon as yeah. your fingerprints come up, it shows what you was up for. So yeah. it just takes an extra hour or so. Now I know what Stordy and uh, D-Row felt like every time we went uh, to America at Customs. It don't matter who was there, them two would get pulled in straight away. But yeah. I said to them, like, if I was one of them, I'd pull them two in. They look very, very dodgy there. But they're there. <laughs> if you get to pull anyone in, it'd be them two. <laughs> hey, speaking of airports and Customs, uh, uh, last week, last yeah, week, Jimmy regaled <laughs> <I've got>, uh, <laughs> the story and Craig about the... So the, the neon dildo uh, story. Yeah, I'd say ninety-five percent of it bang on. Oh, I, want, I want to get your version of the story. <laughs> Let's hear your version of the story. LAX, our LAX, our flight was delayed. So stacks went were a few ideas. We could go strippers, or I was already in the taxi. <laughs> I didn't hear the or. Yeah, he had me at hello. Right, so we're in there. We <laughs> the and as he said. I'm quite shy and reserved, as you can tell. But we're watching the strippers, and Dave's went, let's go to the sex shop. My, I've got no interest in that. I'm seeing people strip. That's what I'm here for. So I was like, no, I'm not into all that. I'm not into all that single lad. I can't be having that. No, I'm, I'm fine. So these two freaks go over, and they're doing supermarket sweeping there. Didn't think nothing of it. So you heard the story about them putting it never in the taxi. So when we went through customs, of course they've gone first and then uh, I didn't see that they're looking right. It's only when I've he's pulled it over, he's opened it up and he's seen it. I've gone, no, no, that's not mine. And he looks at me like, oh, that's not yours. 
So you're going to take it away? So I gave it. Oh, I've got yeah. I've got some of this. I went yeah. I went yeah, yeah. It's mine. Don't. And I winked at him. I went, don't judge me. And he was like, and I could see them two absolutely pissing themselves. And but when you when you got done, you got old hands up. You got done. But so my first reaction was like, that's not mine. But I knew he was going to confiscate my luggage. So I had to. He had to think I was a sexual freak, and he let me through. But it was a great one by them two. Probably the best one that's been done on me. <laughs> when you threw when you threw one of them down the corridor, that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset with that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's Jimmy's. That's Jimmy's. Jimmy's yours might be broken. <laughs> it had the longest cord on it ever. I remember that though. Hey, hey, Birch, did you know Craig and Jimmy before you were called up to Canada? Like from, from England, or was it when I you, you met them the No, but the thing is they send it through how you should turn up. And you got to wear a, a, a white collared shirt, blazer, slacks. So we didn't have Google. I didn't have a clue what slacks were. Slacks. Slacks. Stacks. So, yeah, trousers. So that was there. And I remember t- yeah, it was in Germany, weren't it? So I turned up in Germany and I was the only one that had a shirt on, trousers. They were all in tracksuits, looking like a load of misfits. And then, we, yeah, we was in Germany. So that's the first time I see him. That was an awful camp. <laughs> Yeah, we, I scored. So that was all right. We played Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Yeah. Who did you not play? We was in the rubbish team, weren't we? You was, you played, I mean, you played Wolfsburg or something. Yeah. I think we played Borussia too. I don't, I think I was. Oh, no, that was, yeah, because I don't, of course, they went, have you got your cleats? And we're going for a scrimmage. Because I remember you, Jim. I'm like, what the? He didn't tell me. Whoever was, yeah. I'm like, a fucking scrimmage. Like, what the fuck is that? It was cleats. So I'm like, well, I'm ignoring that. And so we turned up for training. When it was a scrimmage, I'm thinking rugby. We're just going to have it and go into each other. And, and then they started handing out, like, uh, you have a, you get the pennies. Someone asked me to get the pennies. What the fuck are pennies? I've not got a clue. And I think I asked, I think it was Pesh. I went, Pesh, what pennies? He went, oh, bids, bids, get the bids. I said, I've got the bids. And then, so, yeah, the scrimmage. I was waiting for this scrimmage. And it was a practice game. And the, but then a load of lads weren't cool for the ball. They would hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> What the fuck is going on here? Was that, was, who was that, Jimmy? Was that the Montreal lot? Or like they were hoop for the ball. Yeah, and then that's, what they, that's what they used to do over here when you're young. No call where you make that sound. Yeah. And then, it's so annoying, isn't it? And playing, 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 playing footy. Like, what the hell is this? You yeah. might have them saying skate with it. And you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Skate with it. That, that means Zouza's favorite line. Yeah. Zouza's favorite man. Zouza, what are you talking about? Like, skate with it. Go forward with it. I think Just when you scored it. against Northern Ireland, you gave it the whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That's kissing the badge. Kissing the badge. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we come on, we can speak about the the pro elite camp that we had in Vancouver before we went to the camp. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I thought, yeah, I oh, know, because he got, he got, I, I, I was battering hold of that one. We could talk about that one when we went to the first training set. We could, well, he, he brought out the English lot over a week before and run us. We got lost on a run as well, didn't we? Zaz had done his ankle trying to do skills, which I was yeah. buzzing. Zaz had done his ankle. Before training, he's and he goes, he goes through the skill, lands on the ball, 
and does his ankle ligaments. <laughs> and I was just above him giving it, yes, yes, it's over. You're getting no money. You get not going to the confederations. <laughs> and he you, you're so horrible. My career could be over. Shut up now. Hey, who, who, was it that t- who was it that took us on that run in the forest and we, and we got lost? <laughs> we're just going to go for this lure of jog. 45 minutes later, we're in the middle of nowhere, this forest. It, no it was meant to be like, it was two hours later, Jim. We was walking around this forest for two hours. But anyway, we, the only thing that put us through us was the nights out because we was in and out. And do you remember, to go, we'd go up to the top to get a taxi, but you had to go past the seventh floor that Holger was in. So you'd just be in the lift like that. I'm open, I'm open. And then we get in there. So we was, it was hard. We was out every night. But yeah, and then the rest of the lads come in and it was our first training session Confederations Cup, bit of a big deal for Canada. We got nowhere to train. They didn't book any training facilities. <laughs> like, what? And then we went to a park, just a park, and it was it was ball bags and tops for goalposts. And the the sideline was the river, and the <laughs> sideline and the sideline was just before where that bloke's javelins landed. He's fucking throwing a javelin. There was dogs running around, and like. Honestly, the river was that far because they didn't have cones. The river was that far. They're standing there giving it, oh, what's going on? Are they going to come back over it? And I went to Holger. Do you think Brazil's doing this? Or do have, <laughs> what's their training camp like? They've got fucking dogs running across there. Have they got someone throwing a javelin? <laughs> what's that to him? No way about anything else. Surely there's a bit of health and safety with the javelin. And I'm not a big health and safety man. But that... I, and then the next training session, we went to the, this is before the Confederation Cup, we had to sneak on the college field. And we got about 45 minutes before the lacrosse team threw us off. And we was the national team. Wow. Amazing, isn't it? I remember I showed up a few days later after you guys, and I was like, showed up and you guys are all tired. I think you'd just gone for one of those two-hour runs. And I was like, so how, how are things going? You guys are like, enjoying it? And you're like, are you fucking kidding? Back night out ever. We're having the time of our lives. <laughs> we, were, we were like rock stars. Started off slow the first night, and then it just got better and better. All right, let's, 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 let's pull it. Our mate, our mate Jason Matone, his family owned the best strip club there, Brandy's. It was so that was oh, that's when the body shot and Jimmy was brilliant. Remember that one, James. All right, all right. L- listen, listen. Let- let's call it a day today, but let's get you back on at this point. All right, in a couple of weeks' time, Birchie. And, and uh, we'll I can my, I can my fo- I'll, I'll put my coaches out on them. We can talk football. No, no, no. I want that story. I want more Japan talk. All right, I want to hear all about the Japan tour, Confederations <laughs> Cup in two thousand and one, wherever it was. Yeah. So we get you back on that. The best thing about the Japan tour was the cricket in the hallway that whole band as well. That's right. We're, it, it was like we were having too much fun. He sent us into our rooms. <laughs> oh, we've got to, we're running out of time, but we will, we will continue this conversation in a couple of weeks' time from this point, right? And, and I want to hear all about that. Birchie, that was fantastic, mate. We're, do, we're doing a, a thing coming up called uh, Fully Prime Stories. We'll pick stories from various podcasts. I think you might make the cut. Okay. There's a good chance, eh, Wonger? Yeah, and we're going to try and animate them. So this could be a dildo <laughs> oh, story could be animated. Plus yeah, the okay. Mitch story Mitch. in jail. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, when you're in the mate, I think he only had 27 tears for everyone. Including. Well, look, I'll pass it by you. You get to edit it. <laughs> All right, fellas. Thanks so much. That was a ton of fun, Birchie. That's Mark Birchie, and we'll get him on real, real soon. Uh, Jimmy, Craig, Wonga, thank you very much. I'm Shams. Hope you enjoyed, everyone. We'll speak to you in a couple of days. Cheers. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.